Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process and for authors to learn valuable tips on producing and marketing your audiobooks. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Hey everyone, thanks for being here. Today we're going to talk about the next piece of the audiobook marketing program that we create, but also, but really talking about it from the perspective of what if you wanted to create it yourself? And this one is a big piece. This is your media asset library. So as we talked about in part one, you want to have a place an online, ideally, although it could be on your computer, it could be on a portable drive, but you want one place where you can hold all of your different plans and assets so that they're all together, organized, and so that you can access them very easily. Having that marketing workshop, as we call it, in place allows you then to make marketing ever so much easier. The development of the asset, the media asset library, is going to be informed by your blueprint, your plan for achieving your goals with your audiobook and any other format of your book or any other aspect of your author platform. So I'm going to cover a lot of different pieces of how to gather and use the different assets that are readily available to you. And then from that point, deciding of these different ideas, different recommendations, which are going to be the most powerful for you, which are the ones you want to focus on first, where do you want to put your attention? And that, again, is going to be based on your blueprint, your plan. Okay. First of all, just having your audiobook produced has created an enormous marketing asset. The audiobook itself, whatever the length of your audiobook is, you have that much professionally recorded audio that is available to you. Most people are not even thinking of it like that. They're thinking of it only as, okay, I have an audiobook, but they're not thinking about the value of the audio itself. Yes, as a unit being out in the retail channels, it has tremendous value but it also has value in that you have this asset. What can you do with it? I'm going to describe some of these different options to you with the idea that even if this is not something that you know how to do, this is something that you should be able to either ask your audiobook producer to do for you or have an audio engineer do for you. So. I'll describe the task or, or what it is that you would want to be achieving. And then from there, again, if you need help with it, that's something that you could uh, reach out to somebody and get the help that you need to, to do these tasks. The first is creating a whole set of audio clips. So this is basically I'm talking about taking your full audiobook and finding short segments of it that you can pull out 
as an audio segment, an audio clip, and then we are going to uh, collect those and then we'll use them in many different ways. But the first piece is figuring out what are going to be the best choices for clips. One recommendation I would have is the beginning of your book is most likely going to be a good choice. And you may want to take a series of clips, one right after the other, that cover the beginning of your book. Other places you might consider are the beginnings of other early chapters in the book. You may have pull-out sections or, you know, sidebars that might make good clips in and of themselves. You may just have short segments that are, you know, particularly strong. Maybe they offer some tip or something like that if you have a nonfiction book. Lots of different ways to decide on the kinds of clips that you want to use. Ideally, you're going to want to get a range of lengths. It would be great to have several that are 15 seconds long and several that are 30 seconds long. And then you have some that are two minutes long. And you'll want to get a range. And this, again, is going to be partly defined by your blueprint, your plan. I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit. We're going to be talking a little later about the conversion of these audio clips into videos as an additional asset that you can do. But as you're thinking about the different lengths that you need of your audio clips and how many you want to create of each, here are some guidelines in terms of uh, several social media platforms where you might end up wanting to use these. So having clips that are appropriate in length will be really helpful at this point. If you are going to be focusing attention on Facebook, you will probably want to consider 15-second clips for any pieces that you feel like you want people to really watch the whole thing if you're going to do a video. If they're short, you're going to get more people to listen all the way through. But sometimes a short segment isn't enough to really be of much value to anyone. So that's also something to factor in. On Facebook, you can have videos two to five minutes. There is a general recommendation that you lean more towards the two minute than toward the five minute. That's if you're thinking you're going to be spending some focused attention on Facebook. If you're Looking at Twitter, the recommendation is about 30 seconds. Instagram, 30 seconds is kind of ideal. Interesting, I found a post that said that if you're doing videos on your Instagram feed, 26 seconds is the ideal length. And for stories, 15 seconds. If you're going to be posting on YouTube, you have a lot of flexibility in terms of the length of the videos and I would recommend that you aim for about two minutes. On LinkedIn, there again, you're going to have a lot of flexibility. You're probably going to want to aim for at least 30 seconds, but you can go much higher than that, depending on your content. You want to make sure that the content is going to bring value, and that is the main thing. Pinterest also does videos and has a huge uh, range. Actually, I think it's up to 15 minutes if you're on Pinterest. And TikTok, the other extreme has a 15-second limit, 
but you can string together up to four different 15-second videos. If you're thinking along those lines, you would want to have four consecutive 15-second clips that you're pulling from your audiobook. So that's, again, just to give you some guidelines. I am not recommending that you plan to post on all of those platforms. I'm giving you those as ballpark in terms of your planning. Think again or go back to your plan. What social media platforms do you plan to post on? And then use the recommendations. You can look those up online and see what's current. Use those recommendations to help you in determining how many clips you want at what length from your audiobook. Okay, now coming back to the use of the audio itself before getting into any further discussion right now about videos. What can you do with just these audio clips? Well, there are lots of things that you can use them on your website. You can use them in social media posting, but there are also other places like SoundCloud, for instance, where you can upload those, and that gives you another place where there's visibility. It also gives you a place that you can link to if you want to have your, your audio clips play. It's actually a much cleaner solution to have them on SoundCloud and then use the URL, the web address, from that track on SoundCloud to post in other places like on social media. Now let's jump to another asset that is valuable to gather into your marketing workshop, and that is images. Obviously, with audiobooks, you're not usually dealing much with images except for the cover image. But as you're doing your marketing, images can be really, really helpful. So some places that you might be gathering images from as potentials to use in the marketing of your audiobook and the rest of your author platform. So one obvious place is if your book has any images, any visuals in it, that is one place to pull images from that you can use in other marketing. I've already mentioned your cover image. That is certainly an asset that you want to have in your, in your workspace. You may have images that you've used on your website that you have licensed, and those you can also pull into this space. Just as a reminder always, anytime you're going to be using any kind of visuals or, frankly, any creative work by some other person that's been, you know, a photograph or a drawing, whatever it is, make sure that you have either licensed it or definitely have permission to use it. And licensing does not always require cash payment or payment of any kind except for attribution. So what that means is that sometimes, like with many Creative Commons works, images, photographs, etc. The licensing agreement is that you give credit to the person who created that visual so that they're, they're getting credit even though you're not paying them anything for it. In any case, you definitely want to check to make sure that you are abiding by the copyright laws and that no one's rights are being infringed upon. 
So to follow up on that, some places to look for images, there are several sites that are available. If you were to do a search on Creative Commons or royalty-free images, you'll find several different sites that are available and have large banks of images. And you can go there to look for images that feel like they have, that they would fit with your content. You can also have visuals created for you. You can go to any number of different uh, websites to get artists. You can go to places like Fiverr or Upwork. There are lots of different places to find artists who are willing to do images, interested in getting their creative energies out there, and will do them often for a very low cost, depending on what you're trying to have created. So that's another option. You can also do things like take pictures, photographs that you've taken should be safe to use. Uh, you just want to make sure if you have taken a picture of somebody and you want to use that in a public way, you really should have their permission to do so. So again, just to sum up the area of images and where you might find and gather images from, your book itself, your cover image, images that you may have licensed for your website, that you have found in various Creative Commons websites, that you have created for you, photographs you've taken, or that you know the person who has taken them and they have given you permission to use them, and even your author headshot. You want to gather these images into your marketing workshop so that you can use them in a variety of different ways. One of those may be using a program like canva.com where you can pull images in and create different things like images that you can post easily on any number of social media platforms or that you can use as a part of a video if you're trying to create something that's, for example, going to fit properly on a YouTube video. Canva.com is a good way to, to use a program that will make that easy for you. Okay, that was, I think, a lot to absorb. Uh, we're going to take a short pause and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the next piece of the Media Asset Library. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about one of our latest innovations. Here at Pro Audio Voices, we've come up with a system to help our clients gain control over the launch of their audiobooks. With Amplify, you'll start with a beautiful custom sales landing page for your audiobook. You set the retail price and you can run promotional pricing and get discount codes for special event offerings or any other reason at any time. Not only that, with Amplify, you'll earn a whopping 65% of your royalties based on the amount you sell each audiobook for. And remember, that's all pricing you control. But we're taking it to the next level by adding in a series of emails with step-by-step -step tutorials on how to use that landing page once you've got it. If you're looking for a way to control your launch, your pricing, and get paid just three days after each sale is made, then schedule a call with me at ProAudioVoices.com. 
Please note that Amplify is available exclusively to the production clients of Pro Audio Voices and to those who join our audiobook marketing program. We hope you'll join us. Okay, this last segment that we're going to talk about is creating videos. And these do not have to be elaborate or they don't have to utilize any actual video footage so much as they can be slideshows. And the gathering of those images was a part of the gathering of the pieces that you would need to create a slideshow version of an audiobook trailer, if you will, by using your audio clips and then also using these various visuals that you've gathered. So we've talked about the audio clips that you have. We've talked about the visuals. So that part, I think, is pretty clear. And then there is another element that you can use that we haven't talked about. And this is a visual element, but it is actually text. So you can really leverage quotes from reviews that people have written for you. They could be comments that have been printed on the back of your print edition. There are many different places to be looking for those great testimonials. And with the video, because we're going to be using the audio clip from your audiobook, we don't want a text clip that is going to be really long because then you're really asking people to split their attention quite dramatically. However, these days we are used to having our attention split. So having a short quote will be helpful. And these can be created as text slides that you insert as part of the video creation process. I suggest using anywhere from like one to 10 words is kind of ideal so that you're not creating a clip that is too distracting and will pull people away from actually hearing your audiobook clip. The text, actually, if you, uh, another way to approach this is to have the text match the audio. So rather than doing a review testimonial kind of quote in this approach would be to literally have a transcription of what is being said in the audio. And especially if you're doing a really short video, this can be a good approach. I would also highly recommend that for these short videos that you try to provide something that is going to be, to have some impact even with that short length. It could be something that in your book you use as a pull-out quote that is just a really powerful comment or tip or piece of advice. That would be one way to leverage that kind of thing. The other way to use these review quotes as text slides would be between other visuals that may have more visual interest, but you don't want to leave them on the screen for so long that it becomes visually boring. These days, there are lots of free and low-cost video editing tools that you can use. Or again, this is a moment where if that feels like You know, if you're not a technical person and you don't really get into, you know, sort of geek out on making videos and this sort of thing, 
This is certainly something that you can turn over to somebody else. Hire somebody else to do that for you. And the thing is, you can, if you want, you can map out what you want to have happen and then just have somebody do the implementation. One of the reasons that we strongly recommend and that we in the audiobook marketing program use video as a core part of the media asset library is that using video can significantly increase engagement. So if you have social media posts with video, you know that you're likely to have a much higher level of engagement than if you're just using an image or just using text. Image is better than just text, and video takes it that next level. So we do recommend using video when you can. So I'm going to just briefly sort of put all of this sort of in a container for you, and then I'm going to suggest some of the ways that you want to use what's in this container. But I'm going to keep that last bit really brief because we do have many other episodes where we address some of these topics. But first of all, we talked about creating audio clips of varying lengths. So audio is one of your components that's going to go in your library. Gathering images is another aspect that you want to put in your media library. Gathering testimonial quotes. A simple way to do this is just put them on a Word doc. Whenever you find a a quote that looks good from somebody, grab it. Make sure you also know who said it, whatever information you have on that. And it also can be helpful to know where it came from just for your own reference. So that would be another aspect of this. And then the videos that you create using these other assets that you've gathered. So you've got audio, images, text, and videos. All of these, gather them together, organize them in different folders. You may even want to have subfolders. For example, in the video folder, you may want to have 15-second videos or up to 30-second videos, two-minute videos. That would be one way. Another approach might be to organize by social media platform, ones that you think you would most likely use on this platform or that platform. Whatever organization makes sense to you and will most benefit you and make it easiest for you, that's the one you want to do, right? Because the whole point here is to create the assets that then you're going to be able to easily use. Okay. Speaking of using them, here's where we're going to get to that last piece for today. And that is, once you've created some of these videos, here are some key places to put them. The first one is Author Central. Anytime you have a book that's been published on Amazon, you will have an Author Central page, whether you know it or not. Go to that page, make sure you've completed your information there, and you will need to natively upload your video. Natively uploading. What that means is that you can't link to it from YouTube. So putting it on YouTube and then grabbing that link and trying to put it on Author Central won't work. You will still want to put it on YouTube because you can use that on Goodreads. Goodreads author account. If you don't have one yet, 
you'll want to get yourself set up with one. It's free. You should definitely have one. So Author Central, Goodreads. As I said, you'll also want to have it on YouTube. Having it there will give you the ability to easily post it to many other places, including most social media platforms. Some social media platforms are going to either require or prefer that you upload directly. And the reason for that is they're in competition with each other, for the most part, if they don't already own each other. And so they don't want you disappearing uh, by following a link on their platform to somebody else's platform. So Facebook doesn't want you going over to YouTube because you might stay there. They want to keep you on Facebook. And that's why they will require that you upload your video directly, not using a YouTube link. And since the topic for today was really just about the creation of the Media Asset Library, I'm going to stop there. There are lots of additional marketing things we'll talk about, but not for today. If you have questions, please feel free to reach out to us at ProAudioVoices.com. We're here to help you bring your great story to life. Thanks for being with me. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.